Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-inspired podcast. Today we'll be walking you through what it looks like to stay at the Beach Club Resort at Walt Disney World. Kate will also be sharing a recap of her recent family trip to Disney in the middle of spring break and Easter. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. beach all i can think of is team beach movie i was trying to think of a beach boy song stop, but stop the music okay well, yeah. and, uh, the words are stuck i can't i can't figure it out right now we should film a music video at the beach club to de- the teen beach <laughs> the dean mi- beach movie din beach movie din 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 exactly that's exactly what i was yeah, going for the din jarin beach movie <laughs> this episode i can't even talk man this episode is really off to a good start i start- now all i could think of is like din jarin on like a surfboard and like a teen beach movie like video you know I'm sure somebody could make some type of AI uh, version of that. Absolutely. Okay, well, welcome back to the Castle Chat, everyone. We are here talking about the Beach Club Resort and Caitlin's recent trip to Walt Disney World, which may have been, she may have gone during, like, one of the busiest weeks (laughs) in Disney history. Yeah, I... (sighs) Typically, spring break and Easter time is a busy time at Walt Disney World, but also the numbers, I think for this year at spring break, uh, there was some type of report where they were lower than usual. There is a lot of political unrest in the state of Florida and um, how the politics in Disney World intertwine. Apparently, according to people out there, um, it's impacting Walt Disney World's numbers. So... I personally feel like I had been to Disney in a more busy time than this past time that I went during spring break. Um, But also whenever we get into the trip itself, I'll give you a little bit of details about the trip. Um, I want to talk about the DAS Pass system and um, how that impacted my trip during this really busy time. Okay. All right. Well, let's start things off with talking about the Beach Club Resort, which is where you and your family had the opportunity to stay for this trip. We are going to do a quick little synopsis of kind of the overview and history of the resort and what you can expect there from dining, transportation, entertainment, or um, experiences, as well as Caitlin's personal review of her time there. So let's just explain a little bit what is the Beach Club Resort, what category is it in, and a little bit about the resort itself so this episode is meant to help you if you are trying to decide what disney resort you should stay at on a future walt disney world vacation we're going to give you all the details about the beach club the beach club resort is an epcot area resort it is in the deluxe category and it opened in 1990 so about math 33 years old yeah 33 years old 
I can do math. Yeah, I mean, we're close to the same age, so it's about as old as us. But um, the Beach Club is a sister resort to the Yacht Club. They are right beside each other. They are differed by a few different things, but they are side by side. They share pools and a lot of different elements to this deluxe resort. Um, What else can we talk about, Court? I will say that most people would describe Yacht Club as being more refined and tasteful and Beach Club being a more relaxed vibe. So if you're wanting to know a little bit of the difference between that, I would say that kind of accurately uh, accurately describes that. So um, the Beach Club itself is a New England styled resort. It is the sister's resort to the Yacht Club and um, it is very, I think, it, it screams beach. It's very aesthetically pleasing with the pastel colors and the architecture and just the way that it is set up on the property. It has its own like private beach in the front part of it as well. So it kind of feels like you are escaping Florida and going to a cute little beach town for about, uh, you know, two really large buildings and then you're into another environment. <laughs> Absolutely. If you do not follow us on Instagram, you should at the Castle Chat. But we have a highlight bubble um, from when I was staying at the Beach Club. And I literally said, without doing research for this particular episode, I was like, I really feel like I'm just in a little beach cottage here. Um, It feels intimate, quaint. Um, and it does have that New England beach cottage vibe, um, not necessarily like Miami Beach, Florida. So um, it's a, a particular type of beach experience, and it's very cute. It's very, very cute. Yeah, someone literally said it was 100 steps away from Epcot. It is the closest resort to the International Gateway entrance on the backside of Epcot. So it, as far as location goes, it is great if you are wanting to go to Epcot a lot or even Hollywood. Hollywood Studios, very easy access to both of those parks based on its location alone. So, um, uh, sorry, were you about to say something? I was just going to say, I think that makes outside of the Galactic Star Cruiser, it must be the closest resort to yeah. a Disney park. Uh, it probably is. I mean, it it's right there. It's the first thing you see when you come out of the International Gateway. So that definitely is great. And as far as proximity goes, um, now the beach beach club resort has 583 rooms on property and it also is home to the disney vacation club villas so if you are a dvc member you may have a piece of property here um that building is a little bit off to the right i believe with those specific villa rooms yes and the resort itself has a very large convention center so um, businesses that use the convention center for various conferences um, a lot of their uh guests will also just stay at beach and yacht because it is very easily accessible just like coronado springs has a convention center and when you are attending that conference or convention you most likely are staying at that resort 583 rooms is not a lot no it's not for a disney resort compared to some other ones that we've talked about like riverside um port orleans riverside having i think over a thousand um if i remember correctly there's a lot um but anyway 583 rooms isn't a ton for a disney resort and that makes this resort kind of hard to get a reservation at um there have been more recent renovations in the rooms so um not only is it small and hard to get into but there are some updated accommodations for you when you stay there it is not the same as it was in 1990 
Yeah, so they did renovations in 2009 and 2015, so relatively new on the renovation side. Now, because it is a deluxe resort, you are going to be looking at room pricing around $500 to $800 a night, depending on the time of year or season or any special holiday that is going on. So definitely want to keep that in mind with staying there. Um, we always want to be transparent with pricing on these things because that's a big piece of people planning their Disney trips. If you are an annual pass holder or a Disney Visa card holder, always be checking for discounts on these rooms. That is a lot of times how I am able to stay at these deluxe resorts because I'm getting a significant discount for the particular type of year. I know for the summertime right now, if you are a Disney Visa card holder, you can get up to 30% off of... It's actually 35. 35. Oh my gosh. 35%. The only reason why off. I know this was because I was looking at Disney resorts today at work because I always am just dreaming of the next time I can go to Disney. So yeah, that's why it's so, so prevalent in my brain. For, for a deluxe resort being $500 to $800 a night, getting 35% off of that is a huge chunk and makes it a little bit more tolerable, especially nowadays when moderate in value like art of animation are already sometimes up to five hundred dollars a night yeah it really just depends i mean it's it's crazy how much the price varies strictly on the time of year like i've seen you know pop century as low as you know 150 a night and up to almost 300 dollars a night depending on a different time of year so it really can double in price uh, depending on when you go so definitely keep that in mind when planning your disney vacations now I know we have on here room description, but a lot of that goes with your uh, kind of personal opinion of how the resort was. So I actually want to come back to that a little bit later. Let's talk a little bit about dining because there are a few places that you can get snacks or eat and drink some fun sweet treats at the beach club. So what does it have to has what does it have to offer with food and drink? I think most popular hands down has to be the beaches and cream soda shop um this is a really cute restaurant a very small restaurant at the beach club resort that is meant to look like an old school would you say like 50s soda shop diner yeah yeah definitely it's very cute it did recently have a renovation they did make it a little bit larger and change some of the aesthetic in there but it still feels very like timey when you go in there and um it, like you said it is very difficult to get a reservation it's so popular um i've only been to beaches and cream once and i fought really hard for that reservation that we got and by some i don't even know how it happened we ended up snagging one at like 10 p.m for jed and i to go have like a late night date uh, milkshake and burger type of hangout which was really fun i i really enjoyed my milkshake that i had there um the food was all right i think it's just basic fast food um but i did enjoy their sweet treat creations that's really sweet uh, for those of you who don't know court and jed's first date was milkshakes yes so it was how yes. sentimental the reservations that i have seen for beaches and cream like courtney said have always been very late very late so it's more like going to get dessert at night which isn't a bad thing um but yes the food here is not anything to write home about it is more about the experience i think a lot of 
Disney restaurants that are experience-based. An example would be like the sci-fi dine-in restaurant where it's like you're going to a drive-in movie. Same thing. Really cool experience. Really well thought out and designed atmosphere. Mediocre food. Yeah. So if you're going to Beaches and Cream, most likely going for the milkshakes, the ice cream. You can get something that's called the kitchen sink. It is this massive ice cream dish that literally comes in a kitchen sink. It can feed a huge family, um, but it is a fun story to tell, I'm sure, if you got it. Yeah, it is fun. But if you're not wanting to fight for a 10 p.m. reservation at Beaches and Cream, there is actually a walk-up window. I love that. So the time that I went to Beaches and Cream, the walk-up window was not yet open again because I had gone in 2021 and the parks were just reopening a lot of things after COVID and so walk-up window was still closed at that time so I am looking forward to returning to Walt Disney World where I have the opportunity to go over to the beach club and I can use the walk-up window because it was closed the last time I was there. Yeah the trip that I just went on I actually got back from a exhausting park day and the the window the walk-up window is open until 11 p.m and i went at 11 50 11 50 i went at 10 50 and i got a chocolate milkshake because why not have a sugar rush right before bed and i said if i'm staying at the beach club i have to get beaches and cream at least once so um they were open late my milkshake came out pretty quickly and it was delicious that's great yeah definitely utilize that walk-up window if you're staying at the beach club something that's right next to the beaches and cream soda shop is their ginormous pool which we'll talk about later but it would be you know it's great if you're at the pool you can just walk right over to the walk-up window and get yourself a sweet treat during your pool day which I think is awesome yes so also if you are at beaches and cream if you go right inside the resort you are going to run into Martha's Vineyard Lounge this is basically a bar with some small bites Um, I have not had it myself but I hear they actually have really decent wings Ooh, I have to tell Jed. He's a big wing guy. Yeah, so from what I saw when I was there, pretty quiet, not very busy. So if you need something to eat, you don't want a formal reservation at a place like Beaches and Cream that's hard to get into, you can walk right into Martha's Vineyard, order some wings. I think they have some seafood items as well. Beach Club in general, a lot of the restaurants that they have um, will have more seafood options based on the theming of the resort. Um right next to Martha's Vineyard is a buffet restaurant called Cape May Cafe. And I do believe they have some seafood items on their um, dinner buffet menu. But in the morning, you can attend a character breakfast. I love that. Do you know what characters you get to see at this breakfast? It is Mickey and Friends. And they are in beach outfits. That's so adorable. So Cape May Cafe, Mickey and Friends, beach outfits, not hard to get a reservation at all. Oh, okay. Did you guys do it on your trip? So we had a reservation for um, Cape May Cafe breakfast our first morning, and we ended up canceling it because we were trying to make sure we were not going to miss boarding groups, just in case. And you guys have already heard that story. We did not get a 7 a.m. boarding group. We thought we were going to have to go straight to Magic Kingdom and be there early. And so we ended up canceling our reservation at Cape May Cafe because we didn't want to miss an opportunity to ride yeah, Tron. that makes sense. I mean, Tron just opened. It was something that you guys really, really wanted to do. Cape May Cafe has been around a while. Something you could get even if you're not staying at Beach Club. You can always 
attend a resort or you can always go to a resort and go to a dining option that they have even if you're not staying there so if you didn't know that definitely utilize these resort restaurants because some of them are quite incredible and you can go eat at them even if you're not staying at the hotel my personal opinion is that all the best food at walt disney world for the most part is not in the parks yep so resorts or Disney Springs highest tier is certainly Disney Springs. The irony of the, all of that Cape May stuff is that a reservation ended up making us have a whole thing with Tron anyway. So I should have just kept the breakfast reservation. But if you are looking for a character breakfast that is not going to be difficult to find a reservation for and something a little different where um, Chef Mickey's has a buffet character breakfast. They also do character dining all day long. Cape May does not. They only do breakfast. Um, and Topolino's Terrace um, at the Riviera has character breakfast as well with Mickey and Friends in artistic um, outfits. So you can see Mickey and Friends in different forms. I think Cape May is probably the easiest one to get. My personal favorite is Crystal Palace in Magic Kingdom with Winnie the Pooh and Friends. Yes, I love Crystal Palace. Oh, so beautiful. And the food's actually decent. Yeah, their dinner. Mm, okay, don't even get me started on that. Okay, let's keep talking about different places to eat. So we've got Hurricane Hannah's, which is you're going to be your pool bar area. Any of your pool side snacks or meals that you would like to get, you can access those here. And finally, they do have a marketplace, which is basically half grab and go, half merchandise kind of a mixture of both now what caitlin said to me when she was on her trip is that you know the marketplace isn't as big as kind of the other marketplaces she's seen at other deluxe resorts it's a little bit lacking in that sense but they do still have the grab and go items that you can grab as well as just everyday essentials whether that's medication or toiletry items and other snacks and candy that you can grab at your resort Absolutely. I was a little disappointed in this area. Other deluxe resorts I have stayed at have their own quick service restaurant with table seating and all of the things that you would expect to find at a Disney quick service location. And this is truly just like a counter and the refri- like one refrigerator section. If you go to the value resorts, there are like 10 refrigerators and it's like grab a, and go areas. almost like a food court it feels right. like right and so this for the amount that you're paying and you're a lot of times at these deluxe resorts paying for convenience i do not feel like they offered very many convenient things in this little marketplace um in terms of grab and go now one thing i will say about this marketplace and i discovered this during a youtube video that i was watching when i was re- researching for this episode apparently the marketplace has a like grown-up uh, mac and cheese which is like a breaded baked mac and cheese with tons of different cheeses in it with goldfish on top this is interesting i i think it would be good she reviewed it as the girl that i watched the youtube video of she gave a pretty high review of it okay well i definitely missed that i should have tried it i would have if i knew it was there but i did not know about this special mac and cheese i might have to just venture on over and find it someday yes if you've you've already had it before and you have a review of it please let us know Uh, we love discovering new disney snacks and foods that we can continue to try and pass on to other people as well So that's kind of it for the dining section. Why don't we move on to our amenities and entertainment? This is the fun part of staying at a Disney resort. I think that this is the um, pride and joy of Beach Club is the, the extras that they offer outside of your room itself. 
I think this is why you're paying deluxe is kind of for what the beach club has to offer because it has certain things that other resorts just don't have. Um, one of those being, like I said earlier, its own kind of private beach. It does share along the, what's it called? The Crescent, Crescent Lake. Lake. Crescent mm-hmm. Lake. And then there's like this private little beach area between the yacht and the beach club, which adds an extra element to the relaxation side of things. If you're at the pool, but you want to go lay in the, like in the sand, you can go do that. And other resorts don't really offer that. Yeah, there is definitely a beach and it wasn't very busy. What I did see a lot of at this beach was families taking photos at sunset with Crescent Lake and the boardwalk behind them, which was gorgeous. It was so so cute. That's so cute. That's awesome. A great opportunity for that. They also do movies on the beach. They have a big blow up screen where Mm -hmm. everybody can come sit and and watch a movie. So that's a great fun thing to do um, while staying at this resort. Yeah, so before we get to the big hitter, which some of you may know we're talking about, other things that are convenient to the beach club or at the beach club that are extra activities that you can participate in, um, there is a marina that is attached to more on the yacht club side of things, but there are boat rentals um, and different watercraft that you can rent at this little marina and take out on Crescent Lake, which I think is a fun touch if you have a resort day, you want to splurge a little bit on something that might be a fun option for you Um, and then in this circle of Epcot resorts you have Beach Club which is attached to Yacht Club and then right across Crescent Lake is the Boardwalk and so those three resorts make a little circle around Crescent Lake and behind those is Swan and Dolphin and Swan Reserve so you've got a handful of really great resorts there with lots of different dining options entertainment options that because they're so close to each other you can kind of share your experience with other resorts which I think is a neat way to see like for us to go over to the boardwalk even though we're staying at beach club I think is a fun way to introduce yourself to other Disney resorts when they're so close in proximity yes one thing I will say about saying staying at a resort that is not a part of that crescent lake section is once you're kind of on that specific property for that resort like there's not really anything that you can walk to now like pop century that you can walk over to art of animation but other than that they're very much like secluded and it's like once you enter that resort you're kind of there unless you take a disney bus or skyliner or something else to kind of leave that area to go explore something else so i think it's very nice that this deluxe resort really has this like walking trail or even running trail that kind of loops everything in you can get to epcot you can get to other resorts and the boardwalk has a lot to offer i think that that actually ties in really nicely with the theming of all of these resorts having some sense of beach vibe to them where we are from a little beach town Um, we are close to places like myrtle beach and when you go to a place like that there are hotels lined up you know ducks in a row on the beach and there are plenty of them that you can literally walk by and see different places that are right down the street from you so it's kind of tying into that I'm at a beach resort type feel where there are other resorts in walking distance that you can see from your own um, home station there so neat touch there but let's let's dive into what the people want they want to know about Stormalong Bay Stormalong Bay wow the best pool in my opinion on Disney resort property I would agree to a technical sense. This pool is stunning. 
it is impressive it is massive not only does it have a really cool shipwreck themed water slide which kids are dying to get on um, I think there's more than one water slide too, so it's not just that one, but there is a whole lazy river, which you will not find at other resorts, and the pool itself has sand on the bottom. Way to feel like the ocean. Yes, so the theming here goes above and beyond. This pool is incredible. It is so big. You can lose a child in there for sure with how oh, yeah. many places there are to jump in and swim. Um, there's a hot tub in there as well. If this is overwhelming to you, then there are other pools at the beach club. There are two other pools at the beach club, and I believe the yacht club has its own more private, quiet pools um, outside of the massive cool pool right in the middle which is storm along bay now something i also did learn from this youtube video i was watching earlier today um apparently security at storm along bay is very serious um if you are not staying at that at a disney resort you cannot use their pools the magic bands won't let you in unless you have a reservation at that resort but with beach club specifically what i saw in this video was yes you have to scan your magic band to get in but once you're inside the gates they have different color wristbands that they change every day and they put a wristband on you to ensure that you are uh, confirmed that you are staying at beach club and you haven't just found someone's magic band or whatever to get in i can verify that this is true and here's the other thing to keep in mind if you and your family are staying at the beach club this pool is the reason most families book this resort this pool because of that reason is always packed so many people we went out one day you know our plan if you have listened to our podcast before you know that we like to do early morning and then a pool break and then evening time in the park um, to split up our days and we had the intention of doing pool time and the first day that we went out to have our pool break there was one chair available and we are a family wow. of nine and so there were so many people out there obviously it's spring break it's warm weather lots of people wanting to be out by the pool enjoying the sun which i understand but it was very difficult to find a place for our big family in the middle of the day so my tip and recommendation would be if you are staying at the beach club and you have the intention or desire to experience storm along bay and have pool time you need a resort day. You need to intend on being at the pool when it opens, I think at 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. so that you can find your spot, be comfortable, and not be searching high and low for a place to sit. Yeah, that's great advice. I mean, it is one of the most popular pools on property, so definitely keep that in mind if you are staying at the beach club. Well, that's kind of it for our entertainment and amenities. There are other things that the Beach Club has to offer. Definitely check that out on the Disney website. They have it all laid out for you. Now, what I'll end our time with, with talking about the Beach Club before we move on to some little bit of the trip recap is um, as far as transportation goes for this resort, I think it's one of the resorts that has the most options um, probably for transportation because it is one of the only resorts that you can stay at where you can get to a Disney park via walking, boat, Skyliner, or bus. 
Yeah, I agree with that statement. I don't think that there's anywhere else that offers that many options. You are certainly walking distance to Epcot. It is very short. Um, You do have a little bit of an uphill, um, just as a heads up, but it is a four to five minute walk to get to International Gateway to enter Epcot. There are really long lines in the morning because Boardwalk, Beach Club, Yacht Club, Swan and Dolphin and Swan Reserve all can enter Epcot through that gateway by walking distance and so it does get a little bit backed up if Epcot is your first park of the day and you're waiting for it to open just be aware that there is a a big crowd there it's not like no one's waiting to get in there um but the Skyliner can take you to Hollywood Studios. Um, it will take you to Riviera first um, and then to a station where you will get off and transfer and go to Hollywood Studios. And then um, the buses also take you to um, the other Disney parks, the Magic Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom. And the buses actually are very well run in terms of uh, we did not wait for more than... I mean, we waited less than 10 minutes every time. We didn't, I mean, I would say, I want to say we didn't wait more than five minutes, but the buses were very frequent. Um, They accommodate beach and yacht club. And so that's a lot of guests coming to and from the parks. And so I think they send maybe twice as many buses just because one, you have deluxe paying customers and two, you're accommodating two resorts, not just one. Yeah, definitely. I think the Disney bus system has gotten a lot better over the years. Every time I have used them recently, I have not had to wait longer than 10 minutes. Um, They have really, I feel like, made that experience a lot better. And I am a big fan of the, the bus transportation system now. So definitely utilize that when going to Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom when staying at this specific resort. Now, Caitlin, I want you to give your review of the rooms and your overall experience of staying at the beach club. So why don't you share that with the peeps? So with my particular room that I got to stay in, again, if you will go to our Instagram, we do have a highlight bubble where you will get to see a visual of what that room looked like. I somehow always end up getting wheelchair accessible rooms. I don't know how, but the room that we stayed in this past time was a wheelchair accessible room at the end of a hallway, and we had massive hallways, massive entry and space um, easy to move around so the spacing of the room was actually really really nice I had like all of my shoes and suitcases lined up in the hallway and it didn't feel crowded or cluttered Um, and the room itself felt like a room at uh, Airbnb at the beach I would say that it was really well done. It was nice. Um, But I've stayed at other deluxe Disney resorts, and they had this Disney feel to them. You know that you're in a Disney resort. The last resort I stayed at before Beach Club was Animal Kingdom Lodge, and there are nods to the Lion King and a lot of different animals in the details of the room. Yeah, Wilderness Lodge had Chip and Dale um, in different places, and um, Bambi as well there. So, like, there were definitely clear nods to Disney characters in other deluxe rooms, and this was 
very non-Disney. Um, it was very clean. It was very pretty. It was very calming in how it was designed, but there wasn't that Disney element to it. Even the Grand Floridian and Polynesian updates are Mary Poppins and Moana themed. So I kind of felt like I was missing that. There might be guests that don't care for it, but if I'm at a Disney resort, I kind of want to feel like I'm in a Disney resort. And I walked in and it just felt like your typical beach cottage where there wasn't any, um, it was, you know, blues, whites, tans, and not really any Disney details. Um, I will say the thing that I disliked the most about our room First, we had an incredible patio. It's the most incredible patio and view I think I've ever had at any resort. We looked straight out at Crescent Lake, um, had a beautiful view of this little courtyard with these beautiful pink pansies that we could look at when the sun was rising or setting. Um, and it was massive. I don't know how we lucked out in getting this massive balcony. Um, but the thing I disliked about the beach club room was the bathroom setup. So with the bathrooms, at this point, when I've been to a deluxe resort or even a moderate resort that's had a renovation, the bathrooms were, I've experienced better bathrooms. The toilet, the little toilet room, there's a toilet and a shower. I would say it was very similar to ones that I've had at value resorts. It was very small, almost hard to shut the door to get into where the toilet is and and be closed in you kind of had to move out of the way to shut the door and the shower was just your typical curtain shower where a lot of the renovations that I've seen elsewhere have the glass door walk-in showers instead of the tub showers Um, so that was a little bit different and then the vanity area where you get ready with the sink and everything um, it was fine the sink had decent space there was only one sink um, but you couldn't close it in there was no way to close the door so me getting up at 6 a.m and say I'm not getting up until 6 45 I turned on the lights to be able to see and all it like the lights were on in the room and you couldn't close that door a lot of the other bathroom setups have the sliding doors so that you can slide the door behind you and at least shut out some of the light but that wasn't an option in this vanity area so interesting yeah Yeah, a couple of little things in the room where I was like, man, I feel like they're kind of slacking on. I mean, if they did a renovation in 2015, that wasn't that long ago. Um, Again, the the design of it, very clean, but the way that the room was set up, I felt like could have been more thought out and planned in order to think about like a family being in there. Um, But I mean, it was it was obviously a great resort a great place to stay the convenience of it and the pool is what you're looking for when you stay there um but overall i don't think i would rank it like in my top three deluxe places i've stayed like you said i think a lot of people that pay to stay at beach club they're paying for the pool they're paying for the convenience and maybe beaches and cream (laughs) yeah right yeah i think disney maybe knows that they don't have to put in extra um money into changing these rooms because those things alone will continue to draw people in without having to put in any effort yes so if you are 
looking to book your next Disney trip and you'd like to stay at the Beach Club Resort or any other resort on Walt Disney World property, you're going to definitely want to connect with our girl Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations. She will book your trip for free and will plan every aspect of it out with you from dining to reservations to other things that you need to secure for your Disney trip and will literally take the stress off your shoulders. So if you would like to connect with Kelly, there is a link in our bio on our Instagram page. There is a form that you can fill out that will get you connected to her that shows you are a Castle Chat fan and you are also looking to work with Kelly. So she will get things started for you every time you fill out that form. You are supporting what we do here at the Castle Chat. So we thank you in advance. Now, Let's transition from Beach Club and let's talk a little bit about some of your memories from your trip as we kind of round out this episode. So anything that you guys did on this trip that was different than before or any specific memories that you want to share? I think um, whenever I go to Disney with my family, we are um, a larger group and my family loves to do a chill Disney um, vacation. We, to a certain extent, are go, go, go and we want to get a lot in, but we are looking for time at the pool and we're looking for good dining reservations. So for this particular trip, um, dining reservations aren't something that I do often whenever it's just me I'm fine with quick service and and maybe one particular dining reservation but um this time we uh we did have the Cape May reservation but we canceled it we had um Tepan Edu Tepan Edu uh however you say it it is the Hibachi Steakhouse in Japan in World Showcase um and we had Ohana at the Polynesian Um, resort which is a family style restaurant and we also had breakfast at Grand Floridian Cafe so a lot of dining experiences on top of flower and garden so a lot of food a lot of drinks Um, that was a big focus of what we did some of my memories with my family on this trip are definitely my story about riding Tron. If you didn't catch that, go back to our last episode or not our last episode, but our first episode from this cycle to be able to hear about how we ended up getting to ride Tron and we thought we weren't going to be able to. Um, and also experiencing Cosmic Rewind with them. So for me, this is the first time that I have experienced Cosmic Rewind with friends or family and been excited to ride myself. (laughs) You finally overcome your fear, even though your heart rate still spikes when you get in the queue. It's true. It still does. It's an adrenaline rush for me. But um, the last few times I'd ridden it, I truly had almost a panic attack getting on. But this time I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you guys to experience it. We rode it twice and we got September twice. But yes, it was fun to have my family um, experience that for the first time and have all of their reactions just be like, I think what I heard was that was epic. We have to ride it again. so good. I'm so glad they loved it and you guys got to do it more than once. Now I'm sure they're all fans and can't wait to go back on it again on a future trip. Now, I know that during your time here, you navigated a little bit of Genie Plus here and there because of the crowd levels. Did you feel like Genie Plus was necessary to able to accomplish all the rides that you needed to, that you guys wanted to ride because of the crowd levels or do you think you could have 
like nicked the genie plus and been just fine so i mentioned this at the beginning of this episode but this is something i wanted to talk about so my family two of the members in my family qualify for a das pass das is the disability accessibility service so it makes riding rides and waiting in lines reasonable for anyone who has some form of disability it extends to only a certain number of people per party so we were able to make sure everyone in our party was included by putting um, their names kind of under the the member that qualified for the das pass and then how das works is you have to register in advance disney um, cast members will collect a photo of the family member that qualifies for the pass they kind of you basically have a meeting with a cast member and talk about how or why you qualify you fill out this form and anyway so they have a photo of who actually has the das pass to their name and then the members under them that are a part of their party then get to scan into lightning lanes so it is basically um genie plus but it's only one attraction at a time so you get a pass for big thunder and you ride big thunder and then when you get off you can book the next one so it is a lot like genie plus um but in a different capacity in that it's one at a time you're not necessarily stacking like you can in the genie system um we couldn't plan for something at 8 p.m it was just kind of whatever came next and then there are also within um the the das system um some rides don't qualify so there are some things that if you want to experience them you you do have to get genie plus you do have to buy um the a la carte lightning lanes like cosmic rewind that's not something that you can get a das pass for um maybe that will change in the future but that essentially gave us a slower paced genie plus experience um we did buy genie in order to ride tron and cosmic rewind um we rode cosmic a second time after we had our virtual queue and then um, we got genie so in case we didn't get the tron virtual queue after we missed it um we could purchase it the crazy thing i will tell you that tron lightning lane the purchase lightning lane for tron sold out by 701 um so if you are planning on purchasing a particular ride just do it first thing in the morning um but with the crowd level we definitely needed it end of story genie or das you know however you look at it um the crowds were decent all of the rides i would say were between 45 and 60 like the big ones um so having the genie plus made it so if there were certain things that the group wanted to ride especially being a larger party we could say okay we are going to ride big thunder at 11 o'clock and then we're just going to get lunch we'll see what else we can get a genie lightning lane for and then go about our day without feeling like somebody in the party is going oh i don't want to wait an hour for jungle cruise i don't like that ride (laughs) so um i feel like for larger parties or smaller parties it just depends on what kind of day you want to have if you don't mind waiting in longer queues then certainly just wait in the line nobody has to buy genie in order to have a good day at the parks um but it certainly helped us tackle more attractions than we would have if we didn't have it 
That's really good to know just because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening that maybe haven't experienced Genie Plus yet because it is so new since COVID um, or are asking themselves, man, should I get Genie Plus for this? Is it worth it? Is it not? Now, I think if we were to do like a whole Genie Plus episode, I think you and I would both agree that there are some parks that are better for Genie Plus than others just because of how many rides there are, their popularity. So we'll definitely touch on that in the future. Um, but is there anything else that you want to share, you know, from your from your trip? Anything? The last thing I will mention is that I did get to see Happily Ever After finally once again. Yay! I watched it twice. Um, the first time I watched it from Main Street because I wanted to see the Main Street projections. And on our last night when my family was tapped out and they went back to the resort because we had to be at the airport early in the morning, I said, I, I really have to see Happily Ever After one more time. And I watched it a lot closer to the castle so I could really see the castle projections. And I I have a I have a couple of thoughts here. One, I think the Main Street projections and the Castle projections are certainly enhanced. They are so vibrant, so clear. I loved the Main Street projections. They were so good. Unfortunately, I'm only five foot, so um, when I stand on Main Street, I can't really see the castle, which is why I really wanted to watch it a second time closer up. Um, but the projections on Main Street were really well done, and I think they were a great addition to the show. Um, second of all, I think they remastered the track the the music that's played it sounds a little different to me than the original and for some reason it felt quiet i don't know if that's really? a, a weird maybe it was like a, just a speaker problem <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's a weird um feedback or, or you're it, losing your hearing <laughs> yeah maybe i'm losing my hearing um but it was i was kind of like this one sounds different like the track sounds like it's been redone but two, like, I feel like the music used to be way louder. I don't know. I'm also maybe just crazy, but I loved seeing it again. It felt like that Disney nostalgia where you are seeing an old friend all over um, and it's like you catch up right where you left off. Oh, that's and, sweet. Uh, Courtney and I, we've told the story, Courtney and I FaceTimed the last time I got to see Happily Ever After and we both cried and... I FaceTimed her when I got to see it again for the first time this time. And, um, yeah, it's a really special show. I, I love it. I love that FaceTime. As soon as I saw it come through and I knew what time it was, I was like, this it has to be it. This has to be it. And I answered it, and it's just on the castle. And I was like, yes, this I is didn't, so good. I didn't tell her I was going to call. I wasn't no, like, she didn't. Want- but I, I put two and two together really quickly. Yeah. It was a good time. I love time with my family in Disney. It's what made me love it as much as I do. So um, it had been a while since we did a big family trip like that. And um, it was a really sweet time to be together. I love that. I'm so glad you guys got the opportunity to do that. I know you guys will be back soon because that is your like go-to family spot for vacations. So that is super fun. Man, I feel like we really have covered a lot in this episode from everything you need to know about the beach club to just your personal experience staying there and a little bit about your fun family trip. We hope you guys have enjoyed this episode as well. And we just thank you for listening and we're going to kick things over to Kelly for today's trip tip. Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. 
I have a lot of families that will ask me, how should they plan out their day? And there's a lot of different things that come into that, of course, when you're planning out your park day, but one of those things is gonna be crowd levels. There's a really cool feature in the My Disney Experience and Disneyland apps that will help you decide when it's best time to go to each different attraction based on the crowd levels. If you go to an attraction page within the app, you'll see that there's going to actually be a graph that shows you when it's most busy and when it's least busy throughout the day. Using this information, you can put together a plan based on when you think it's going to be the least busy so you can take advantage of the time. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney tips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram. Click that link in their bio and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning. And I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. Creator Spotlight. Creator Spotlight. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another Creator Spotlight. This is the part of our episode where we get to highlight somebody in the Disney community that is really killing it on the social media platforms, whether that's TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, even the new Lemonade uh, app that's come out. Who knows? Lots of social platforms for people to share their love of Disney. And we're really excited about today's Creator Spotlight. Um, it's so funny we were sitting around and we were like going to pick a creator spotlight and caitlin said a name and i was like oh my gosh i was thinking of the exact same person so our brains are literally connected in the disney realm but kate why don't you share with us who is our creator spotlight for today i am really pumped to talk about today's creator spotlight um if you are familiar with the tv show big brother then this name and if you look her up face might be familiar to you but we are shouting out Brittany d'angelo Brittany is such a fun and joyous human she radiates joy i feel like anytime i saw her on big brother i do watch big brother and this is where i kind of discovered who she was and thought she was incredible on that show but now i've learned that she is a disney lover like us and i love her even more i am so i don't watch big brother so i was unaware of that's where she came from but i have been on tiktok the past couple of days and i have been seeing a lot of her content pop up and i was like man this girl's super creative i love her and so i was like man i really want to shout her out as a career spotlight so when we both said it it was like man this is just meant to be <laughs> yes Brittany loves disney she is an incredible human and a big part of what she does in her social platforms is advocate for autism Brittany herself was diagnosed with autism when she was very young and now makes a really intentional point of showing people um, through her social media that individuals with autism can look like you or me. Um, And there is a spectrum of different ways that autism will present itself. And um, she tries to highlight that and make it a little more, um, make her followers more aware of autism and and how we can best support individuals in our community um, that might have that diagnosis. And she is such a light um, her her content just makes me happy. So we definitely wanted to highlight her today and give her a shout out. If you do not follow her, you can find her on Instagram or TikTok at Brittany, B-R-I-T-I-N-I underscore D-Angelo. 
Well, guys, thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of The Castle Chat. We will now leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.